0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's time to get down to business and talk about some Week 3 picks. You can jump in the feed. Today's Friday, of course, September 25th. You can jump in the feed. You can listen to the recap of Thursday Night Football between the Jaguars and the Dolphins. A thrilling battle of Florida, but for now... Let's get to the week three picks. Make sure download, subscribe, rate and review. If you hit a, Hey, by the way, parlay, pick six podcast parlay, bang, bang, two and oh on the season. We are sweeping it right now. Uh, joining me to find another parlay. And by the way, if you like the parlay, leave a five star review and tell us, tell us what hit. Uh, If you've got your own parlay, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Just leave whatever you want on the reviews, five star reviews, questions asked, go to the mailbag. We'll hit them. Uh, Tan and white, white and tan. Kenny White, Kenny White, R.J. White, and Pete Briscoe, joining me. What's up, fellas?
1: Yes, sir. My tan is fading. It's been raining in South Florida too long.
2: It's, it's still he's still way work. darker than us. Wow! But look at look at um, Pete next to uh, Will. Will, so you look I, like I think I have went my to, lights on. I'm gonna kill my lights. I think I'll look. Will home. went to Hawaii for two weeks and nope. it rained the entire time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like I'm not even pale, and I'm like I'm just next to Pete,
0: I just you look, look pale.
1: pale. You look pale. About no, I'm not.
0: not. It's just it's the I don't know. I don't
1: that. know how you could be pale as much as you play golf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never pale when football season starts just by no. the end of it. Yeah. All right. We uh we have minimal time, so let's get down to business. Week two records. Pete five and one. I went four and one, Kenny two and one, RJ three and three. RJ got conservative, took some picks off. He would have been like seven and three if he if he'd stuck them on there. That has me at eight and one, Pete nine and two. These are on the best bets. So not all the bets. We make our best bets. Uh, Pete, nine and two. Kenny, two and one. And RJ, nine and five on the season. Scorching hot, fellas. Let's keep it rolling. Don't forget, we hit the par- parlay. That's what I'm saying. We hit the parlay twice. Um, spoiler, I didn't bet it again like an idiot.
1: So I guess I can't ever bet it Don't again. Don't bet it. Do not I, bet it. I, I you're going to screw it. it for
0: everyone else. I won't bet it. We'll just keep hitting it.
1: Yeah, you're a walking mush. Don't do it.
0: Because I think I bet them all last year, and they all lost. Um, so I won't stop. I will bet them, but you know, they're hitting like crazy. Chiefs at Ravens. That's our first game. The Ravens at home on Monday night, minus three and a half, over under 54 and a half. Pete, I know you love some scoring. You love some offenses. Do you like the over here?
1: Love the over here. And the reason I love the over here is we haven't seen the best of Patrick Mahomes yet. And I told you last week, I thought would slow them down because they've done it before, done it before. They make him pay, play patient. And he doesn't like it. Well, the Ravens don't make you play patient. They'll come after you and attack you and blitz you and run big plays. I think the Ravens will get their big plays as well. I do like the Chiefs a little, but I love the over in this game. I think it's going way over it. I think you're going to get this in the 60s.
3: Yeah, I'm flipped on Pete. I I, I kind of like the over two, but my best bet is the Chiefs at plus three and a half. I think we're getting an extra point here because the Chiefs' offense struggled versus that great D that knows them well. Like Pete is saying, this is going to be a different different uh, uh you know game here. Kansas City won 33-28 last year in this matchup, but that game was 30 to 13 to start the fourth quarter. Kansas City was rolling, and then Baltimore pulled it close late. And that Kansas City team last year split running back snaps in that game between Daryl Williams and Lashawn McCoy. Now they have Clyde Edwards-Helaire. That makes a huge difference. So. So KC is unquestionably one of the top two teams in the league. Nobody's going to debate that, and we can get them here with more than a field goal. you got to love that. I don't care who they're playing. So take the points here with the Chiefs, best bet.
2: I'm going to be opposite. I I had a chance that I laid two last week early line. I thought, how could this be two? I, I think there's a drastic difference in defensive players on both these teams. I have the Baltimore defense seven and a half points better than Kansas City. I had Baltimore rated three points higher than Kansas City last year and they got upset by Tennessee. I still don't know how they lost to Tennessee, but they did. But they were the best team in football last year, and they're the best team in football this year. Last year they were playing at Kansas City in week three. Lamar Jackson wasn't who he was at that point. Then they then they went on, they lost the next week to Cleveland, and then they went on a roll and didn't lose again until they were upset by Tennessee in the playoffs. But this is a very, very solid football team and. You know, John uh, Harbaugh, he gets the most out of his players. He's got talent, and he's getting the most out of it. They are by far playing way better football than Kansas City is right now, and I think this game means way more to Baltimore than it does the Chiefs. I got
0: to say, the thing that throws – like, I look at this game, I'm like, oh, Mahomes getting three and a half? I will take that all day. The Ravens are awesome. They dominate good teams at home frequently. And the three and a half kind of stinks. Like if it were two and a half, I feel like I was trying to get tricked into taking the, the Ravens. Now with three and a half, it's like, the more you look at it, you feel like you're trying to get tricked into taking the Chiefs. Am I, is that just a, am I overthinking it there? Maybe a little.
1: Yeah. No. You're overthinking it. Just Three's, take three, three and a half. Like three such a key number.
2: Three is such a key number. And you know, teams in the NFL, they're not looking to cover spreads. They're looking to win games. So if Baltimore wins by three, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Okay. I got the, I got the Chiefs plus the three and a half, but not as the best bet. RJ has them as the best bet. Pete has the over. I'm fine with the over too. It's a lot of points. I will certainly be rooting for points on Monday night. Who won't be Packers at Saints? Oh, can't imagine that we'll have any disagreement on this particular game. The Saints are <laughs> minus three. The over under is 52 and a half. I know who the hell you're taking Pete. So go I mean, ahead. And tell I- you- I-
1: Did you watch the Saints' defense on on Monday night? They made Derek Carr look good. He's not good. I mean, Rodgers in that offense, and and I'm concerned about Adams not being there. If he's not there, that's always concerning. But uh, that offense is going to get the ball to Aaron Jones in the passing game. If Adams Adams isn't there, I think you'll see Rodgers put up big numbers. They'll run the ball. That defense was awful, and let's not forget – Third-team right tackle, Denzel Good, matched up against against Cam Jordan in that game, and they had a rookie left guard in the game as well and just own that defense. About Breeze driving the ball down the field, I'm much more concerned about the way the Saints' defense played than that, but I'll take them. Of course I'm taking the Packers. You're going to give me points? They're going to win this game outright. You guys have them. You can have all you want of the Saints. I'm taking the Packers.
3: Yeah, you talk about uh, defenses that look bad. How about that Packers' defense in Week 1 against a terrible Minnesota offense that went into Colts and uh, Kirk Cousins had what, a 0.0 p- uh, passer rating through three quarters. So I don't know that I love them either. Look, the Saints, that's what they do early in the year. They three and 12 against the spread in the first two weeks since 2012. They reverted a form after week one cover versus Tampa where I thought that they were actually, you know, switching things up and they were going to just start rolling this year. But no, they went back to the slow starting Saints that, that, uh, you know, couldn't even win on Monday night against a team that's just middle of the road. But then New Orleans is also 13 and two against the spread in weeks three and four over their last 15. So I think that trend's going to play. Here it's a wake up call after losing to the Raiders. They'll be in for this game. Devontae Adams injury is huge. It negates the Michael Thomas injury if he doesn't play. And the line was New Orleans five and a half on the look ahead line. Gotta think three is a great value here on New Orleans. So best bet for me, Saints. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on the Saints as
2: well. And I, it's, you know, it's all about. What game is important? And the Saints, the game that was important to them was Tampa Bay. Tom Brady coming into town, division game. They won that game. They felt great about themselves. Come into Vegas, they started out well, but things didn't go right after that. And the, and the Raiders really came through on their home field. Uh, the the Saints were penalized heavily on some big plays that really cost several drives in that football game. It was like one after another. I kept seeing them after making a nice play, getting it called back. And it's amazing how many people are talking about Drew Brees' arm strength. He doesn't have any anymore. That's what I was saying five years ago, but the guy <laughs> still had four great years and he still throws the ball well between t- the, the 20 yards. He got, he hits his guys in stride in 20 yards. He's still going to have a big season.
0: Yeah, I'm on the Saints too here. This is – this is it was, if you wanted to back the Saints against the Packers, and I would have wanted to do it anyway, I don't know about five and a half because that's a lot, but if you wanted to back them, the best-case scenario happened on, on Monday night when they lost uh, to the uh, to the Raiders, and, and everybody watched it, and everybody – I mean, all the talk this week is, is Drew Brees washed up? Is he finished? Is he toast? And that was what we were saying about Aaron Rodgers the last few years too. Obviously, the first two weeks he's proved us wrong. They ain't played nobody. The Saints are by far the best defense they're going to play, Pete. Saints are you, going said, to play.
1: you were saying Aaron Rodgers was washed up last year. He threw 26 no, no, you for accused four. Me of saying You're a that. moron.
0: You accused me of saying that.
1: Well, you kind of hinted at it. I didn't hint at it. I, I said yes, that. you did. He's on the downside of his career. What are you talking about? I mean, okay, he's not going to throw 45 not. touchdown passes, but he can throw 35.
0: Is he in his prime?
1: Huh? Is he no, in his prime? I mean, Prime was probably a couple about four years ago. He's not his prime.
0: Okay, so Aaron Rodgers on the backside of his prime, aka the downside of his career. I
4: don't know. He's not at any
0: rate. The point being is that the Saints are going to beat that ass. Ten point win by the Saints. Cover. I don't mind the over either, but I love the Saints in this spot. Uh, Pete, you can you can stomp up for the Packers if you want some more. We can move on.
1: Oh no, I, I you know where I, I think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I picked it before the season. I'm sticking to it. I do. I do. You stick into your Lions that, winning the division pick?
0: I'll tell you this. The, what did you say, the Lions?
1: You stick into the Lions winning the division pick?
0: Until it's dead. I'll say this. If I had a team that I was high on and everybody else was down on, and they came out and whipped everybody in the first two weeks of the season, and then there were dogs on the road in week three, I'd be backing them too. So I don't blame you for backing the Packers. I just think you're on the wrong side. Cowboys and the Seahawks. Whew, hope you like offense. Seahawks minus five. Over under
2: 56. Kenny, what do you think about this game? Yeah, this one's all about numbers for me. Uh, I, I just, I don't have that big of a difference, um, between the two teams and no home advantage, no crowd there. Uh, that, this number just looks awfully big to me at four and a half even now. Uh, there's fives out in the market. I, I think it comes down. Uh, Seattle comes off a win over New England, which was major, but. New England's not very good. New England is a below average NFL team and was one yard away from winning the football game. So, uh, you know, Atlanta's not very good either. But Atlanta's barely better than an average football team. They're one point better. Dallas struggled with them and gave up points. And that's because of all the injuries with two offensive linemen out, both tackles. Um, I, I, I that's big. But they still they still are only three points worse than Seattle. So I've got to take the five in the game. Even with all those injuries, if, if Dallas had everyone back, um, they're a three point favorite in
3: this game. That sound you hear is Bill Belichick clipping that that uh that video of Kenny saying that they're not a very good football team. Um Seattle looks like the NFC favorite right now, but that means this line is inflated. Uh, look ahead was three and a half, and the results we saw on Sunday is what pushed us up to five. Um Dax Dallas, I thought, actually pretty beat. Atlanta pretty handily, but those fumbles killed them. The fake puns killed them. Uh, and that patchwork Dallas offensive line only allowed one sack versus Atlanta. Now they play Seattle, who's a team that also doesn't have a pass rush. Bruce Irvin's out per CBS sports research. Seattle gave up 9.1 yards per play in 29 plays with no Irvin versus six yards per play with this year. So it's been a much worse defense when Irvin hasn't played. And, uh, Dak showed he can rally back when needed. And I'm going to throw out this stat. These 0 and 2 against the spread teams are who you want to back in week three teams that are 0 and 2 against the spread are 22 and seven against the spread the last four seasons in week three and twenty seven and forty eight in the last ten years. So uh, all throughout this podcast I'm gonna be harping on these 0 and 2 against the spread teams, which Dallas has won. So love them. They're a best bet for me too.
1: And they're a best bet for me too. I love them in this game. I think Seattle wins the game, but by you know a small number. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of points. I do think they're gonna go up and down the field. I do like the over in the game, but I love the Cowboys in this spot. Seattle can't rush the passer. I mean, let's be honest about it. It, They're terrible rushing the passer. That's why Cam Newton looked awesome the other day, and I think Dak Prescott's going to do the same thing. So uh, you're going to give me five. I'll take it. I think they cover that. They're going to be right there at the end, might win the game.
0: Seattle, go ahead and put it in the parlay. Cowboys plus five. I have the over as a best bet, but I like the Cowboys here too. It's just too many points. Like You're talking about a game in which you expect 56 points, the variance is just too wild not to take more than a field goal from one of these teams. And like, look, did the Seahawks cover four and a half against the Patriots? Absolutely. Um, but the Patriots easily could have hit the money line and they easily could have covered that four and a half or five, depending on wherever you got it. They were right there at the goal line, you know, and you had like, you, know, you have a two point conversion that gets missed, et cetera, et cetera. There's just, there's just too much variance. I want to be on the side that's catching points there. And I do think when you, you know, you're about there's no pass rush. There's a, they stink in the secondary too. They can't cover anybody in the cow I mean, they couldn't deal with Julian Edelman and Ninkiel Harry and Demir Bird. And now they got to deal with Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb. I mean, this is going to be a major problem for them. I also think this is the week Michael Gallup has a breakout big-time game uh, that people have sort of been waiting on the, the last two weeks. So the first leg of our Pick 6 podcast parlay, Cowboys plus five. Put it on the board, Debo. Raiders at the Patriots. Patriots minus five over under 47 and a half. Uh, Pete, what do you think?
1: I, look, I think the Patriots have all kinds of issues. Uh, and Belichick somehow, some way finds a way to scheme around them because they're not a good football team. I, I'm with Kenny. I don't think they're that good. And the Raiders can score, but... I just think this is going to be one of those games where they could get a, the Raiders could get a late touchdown to cover the number, or the Patriots could get a late field goal to cover the number. So, I'd probably lean to the Raiders in the points, but I don't love it. So I'm not. It's not one of my best bets. Um, but I would probably lean to the Raiders in the game.
3: They're fourth and one away. You know, fourth and goal on the one away from being two and zero. Oh. And that came against one of the best teams in the NFC. I think everybody would agree. So I'm not ready to put a fork in this team yet. I think they're still good. My best bet is Patriots minus five big letdown spot for Vegas after a huge primetime win. Belichick looks like he hasn't stopped working since that goal line stopped last week. He's been grinding through tape over the last five years. The new England is nine and four against the spread after a loss third best mark in the league. Vegas is 11 and 19 after the spread uh, against the spread after a win were, you know, worse uh, streak there in third last 30 games. So this is a spot where you love to hammer new England, Derek, Car is also one in four against the spread on the road in the short rest game. He's due to regress in this matchup after a big game last week. I don't think he's going to come out here and light up a scoreboard every single week. So this looks like a great spot to the Patriots for me.
2: Well, I have the Raiders three and a half points higher rated than, than the Patriots just pure talent. Yeah. Um, I, I'm taking the points. I, I know. All of the, uh, the intangible information with the Raiders playing Monday night, short week, traveling East, playing the Patriots off a loss. You know, throw all that out the window. Uh, the, the Patriots don't have Tom Brady and they don't, they don't have, uh, Donta Hightower. They don't have Marcus Cannon. They, they have several injuries. Uh, Bo Allen's out. Matt LaCrosse, the tight end left. Uh, uh, th- he's a meaningless player, but they, they lost too many players. Their defense. Is, is beat up. Uh, Patrick Chung no longer there. Um, th- this is a team that's, like I said, they're a below average NFL team and the Raiders have impressed me so far. I've got to make, ju- you know, I have to make adjustments and I, I adjusted the Raiders up. I, I think they played well. Um, so far in both games offensively, uh, their defense isn't great, but again, neither is New England's. New England's defense, I've got ranked in the bottom 10 in the NFL. Mm. Um,
0: The Patriots defense might not be great. It's entirely possible. They got a lot of young players. I think they're struggling to get home with the pass rush sometimes. And I mean, I still think Stefan Gilmer's a stud, but you know, he, I mean, maybe DK Metcalf's just unstoppable. I'm taking the Patriots here. I think it is a a slammer of a pick for all, most of the reasons that RJ mentioned. Uh, Belichick, 72% after a loss against the spread. And now he's at home and John Gruden's coming to town and the Raiders are peacocking and celebrating the big win in Vegas and they're traveling on a short week. Josh Jacobs is banged up and on the injury report. Henry Ruggs is downgraded to questionable. You know, there's there's all kinds of issues, I think, with this Raiders offense. And, like, if Jacobs can't go, they're going to lock down Darren Waller. And then good luck with running Jalen Rashard. If Jacobs does go, I think they just concentrate on stuffing the run and force Derek Carr to throw all day, and he's going to dink and dunk and all of that. The Raiders' defense is abysmal. Cam Newton will have a field day with it. They will run the ball a ton. They will move the they will move the ball. They will slow down the clock. The Patriots will dominate in this game. I love the Pats uh, minus five. I got I think I got it at minus six, So a little annoyed at the line move, uh, but don't mind it. I also sort of like the under here, um, even though both defenses aren't very good. Speaking of unders that look pretty tasty, the Buccaneers are at the Broncos. The Bucks are six, minus six, excuse me. And the over under for this Tom Brady, Jeff Driscoll shootout, Kenny is a whopping 43 and a half.
2: You said Denver was at the Broncos. I was trying to look for the Broncos. No, Buccaneers are at the
0: Broncos. Excuse me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, the, I, I make a mistake every couple of years in this podcast. Oh, I, I <laughs> do as well. Now, now my question is, the NFL is, is like the stock market in every single way. You could look at so, oh, so many different categories, and one is offensive holding that I'm looking at. That's a, It's a stock that's starting to go up. When um, it was way down, there, there was – There was the last last year in weeks one and two, there were on average 85 offensive uh, holding penalties last year. This year, 15 in week one, 30 in week two. The average total on the board this week is 47 and a half when the average total over the last three years has been 43. So the totals are up four and a half points because holding quarterbacks have had time. How long does the NFL allow that to go on? It's 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 going to change. You can look back at holding penalties for years. It goes up and down per week, but it's amazing after two low weeks how high it does go. I think holding will be the call of the week for NFL officials on the offensive lines, which is going to bring back big plays. It's going to create more second and third and 20s than there were the first two weeks. So I'm going to go under in this football game with Tampa and Denver. Um, Tampa's defense has impressed me. They look amazing against the run, and I think that's what Denver's really going to have to try to do. I, I, I thought they were a little too aggressive last week. Um, Big Fangio's way over his head in play calling. Uh, his game planning is terrible. He has no idea what he's doing, but he is a defensive coordinator. Uh, I think they'll they have to be conservative in this game, and I think Tampa Bay – feels that they have to be conservative with Tom Brady as well. I don't think I think they know right now they can't throw it around the yard. They have to establish the running game. And I think it's uh, Denver's defense. And again, I keep saying it's a good defense. I like the game under forty three and a half.
3: Denver is four and one against the spread as a home dog under Fangio, so at least he does get it done at home, you know, when the ships are stacked against him. I don't have a best bet in this game, but I also lean to the under. I'll bet Kenny's play there. Tampa D has been inconsistent so far. It's gonna be a lot easier when they don't have to face Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, and Philip Lindsay in this game. So uh Denver barely lose Driscoll as a runner last week. That's his strength. I want to see if they open it up a little bit with him, but but um I would lean to Denver and lean to the under. Um but I'm not playing either one.
1: I'm I'm with you, RJ. I would lean to the under and, and but I would lean to Tampa Bay. I don't love either side on this game. Uh I would probably lean to the under. So, Kenny, you like the under. I, I'm in agreement with you on that, but no best bet for me.
0: I've got the under as a best bet as well. You guys want to put it in the parlay? Yes, sir. Yeah, throw it in. All right, let's do it. So, I mean, look, Kenny, Kenny mentioned all the reasons. I think one of the other things when you look at this, you know, look at this Tampa team—they scored twenty-three points against the Saints in Week One, and yeah, they're just not—they're not on the same page. They scored thirty-one against the Panthers. That wasn't a real thirty-one. Like Leonard Fournette had a total garbage-time late-game touchdown, and they really should have scored like twenty-four points. They're—they're not going to get. I don't think to 30 points. One other thing that I would add to is that when you go back and, and we've been mentioning in 2011, and I think that the data holds, right? I think 60% of overs or something around that are hitting in the first two weeks of the season, 2011, eight of the 16 games played in week three featured less than 40 points scored. In but other what is, words, what
2: is, does what 2011 have to do with this year? The last time there
0: wasn't a true offseason because of the work stoppage.
2: But they had four preseason games. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's true. Sure. If you want, I'm just, I'm just saying that like the trends sort of match up in the sense that like these guys weren't completely ready. And and, and so maybe, maybe it doesn't happen in week three. Maybe it waits a little bit longer. I just think, I think you could see a little bit of a tightening up in terms of how these games are called and how the scoring ends up being in, in this third week. The tackling's
1: terrible. I told you the tackling, I told you the tackling would be terrible and the points would go up. Right, exactly but I mean.
2: the, the tackling should get better this week. And as Correct. I mentioned, it's that's also you it. know what offensive PIs are down, even though even though some are well publicized, they're actually down. And defensive PIs are up double what they were last year. All that all that's going to the over, and that's why the totals are up three and a half points. But you know what, everything evens itself out in this league. No. Uh, under <laughs> uh, overs, favorites, underdogs, they all even themselves out after time. Right, but and they-
1: tackling will get better as
2: they play.
0: Well, that that's your point too about the the stock market, Kenny. Like when the market is running like crazy, you don't dive in and start buying right. like crap stocks that are like like artificially inflated. You wait, you sell out, and then you buy when it bumps back low. And so this is the time to get those unders after two after the after two weeks of overs. Uh, so the, throw that in the parlay. The Broncos under. By the way, it's already down to forty two. You you okay with it at forty two? The power of the Pick Six podcast. I know while we're recording, we're not this, even, we're not even out there yet and they're listening to us. I know. It's, it's 40 two. I, I got it at 43 and a half yesterday. Is everybody okay with 42? Sure. Yeah,
2: I have, okay. I made it 38, so I'm good with that. Ooh,
0: all right. All right. So 42, you can take it at 42. Obviously 43 preferable. It looks like the 42 minus 105. So you can probably get it. Bears at Falcons, the bear, uh, Falcons minus three at home after a crippling loss to the Cowboys. The over under 47 and a half. What do you think here, Kenny?
2: I'm on Chicago. You know, it's hard for these teams to to win three in a row, and uh, last week they barely held on. I know they should have played much better against a giant team who was out without, without Barkley in the second half, and they got completely outplayed. But, again, talent-wise, after watching Atlanta, um, Atlanta's defense is down, had to take several points off of their defense, just have not looked good. They uh, Right now, power rating-wise, I have the Chicago Bears one point better. Nobody in the stands, no home field. Uh Give me the points with the undefeated Bears.
3: I'm staying away. Uh, I think they really want you to take the Falcons at three, and that's what I want to do. I mean, that defense has been awful, but Seattle and Dallas offenses are going to make a lot of defenses look awful. So um, I'm not going to hold that against them. I think they could still have a good defense, and we just don't know yet. Uh, if you take Chicago and they're down two touchdowns, you're going to wonder why you match Mitchell Trubisky against Matt Ryan. So that might be my worry with them. I don't know if they're going to score a lot of points with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. So I'm staying away. My lean would be to Atlanta, but I'm going to stay away.
1: Yeah, I'm staying away too in terms of a best bet, but my lean would be to Atlanta as well. There's no way I'm taking Mitch Trubisky over Matt Ryan at, at at home uh in Atlanta. No way. So I my lean is to the Falcons,
3: but it's not a best bet. If Julio goes out, I might go down to two and a half because I know Julio's a little bit in question because of an uh, injury. At two and a half, I would take Atlanta even without Julio. Yeah, I, I like I like
0: I'm not a best bet at all. I lean Atlanta as well because. The Bears are fraudulent 2-0, and and Atlanta should probably like, – they're going to be a desperate team, as RJ mentioned. and 2 teams against the spread typically do pretty well. Although uh, me calling the Bears fraudulent multiple times over the past three to five days has resulted in a number of Bears fans in my Twitter mentions, uh, which means that I'll probably look like an idiot. They'll come back and uh, and blitzkrieg me on Sunday when the Bears beat the Falcons. By the way, I should point out, uh, at William Hill, our partner and friendly old odds provider there, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in – Denver Broncos over-under still at 43. So it's probably going to move down. So go ahead and jump on it if you are so inclined. Washington, the WFTs, heading to the Cleveland Browns, where, Kenny, the Browns are a seven-point favorite with an over-under of 45.
2: Yeah, this is a game that I really don't like. This is an ugly game. I was impressed with, with Baker Mayfield on Thursday night against Cincinnati. He, he showed the arm strength. He showed accuracy. He, he showed that he belongs in the NFL, but maybe that's just because he was up against a bad defense in Cincinnati. We'll find out. Washington, I think, a better defense. They got better pass rush. Um, I, I don't know if he fits well against his defense. I think he'll be under pressure. Um, all night long by Washington's uh, front four, so that's I think big factor in the game. Uh, Washington's got to get something done on offense, though. So it's a very weak offense. I can see a low-scoring game, um, and I and I think with a lower-scoring game, I think plus seven. That's a big number. You're asking Cleveland to win by two scores. Yeah, they beat uh, a team with a rookie quarterback. Well, I guess Dwayne Haskins not much better than a rookie, but. I think Washington's defense is enough here to put pressure on him. I'm not big on this game because I only made, I made the game four and a half, uh, but I'll take the seven with the Washington football team.
3: Yeah, the look ahead was Cleveland four and a half. I hope you fired then if you like Cleveland because Washington predictably collapsed against Arizona like we thought they would. Uh, at seven, I would still lean that way. That that 0-2 against the spread stat applies to Cleveland, um, and uh, so I would lean that way. Washington just hasn't impressed me at all, but I'm going to stay away.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna stay away too. I would probably lean to the Browns. I don't though Washington playing consecutive road games, uh, always concerned to me, but uh, I, I don't love this game because who knows what kind of Browns team is gonna show up. So uh and that front is dominant at times for the Redskins. I mean for the Washington football team. Oops, uh I will take I won't take the game as one of my best you go bets. With five bucks, Pete. But I would go with the Browns <laughs> if I had to.
0: Pete, you can uh, PayPal me five bucks for the swear jar. Uh no. It's a dollar for everyone. Uh, Panthers at chargers, Justin Herbert making his second start of his career. This time he'll actually know it's coming minus six and a half Pete, uh, against the Panthers who are coming to town, the over under 43 and a half. That's pretty low over under for the Panthers, but they are playing a rookie quarterback.
1: But he didn't look like a rookie quarterback last week. My concern this week, though, is now he's starting teams are preparing for him and they're game planning for him. So what what's he going to do? I do think the Chargers' defense is really good. We saw that last week. I think they'll keep the uh, Panthers in check without uh, McCaffrey. It's not my best bet, but my lean would probably be to the Chargers, but it would probably be the over, too. I, I think this, this number is way too low uh, when I think that the, the Chargers will get their points early and then they'll start scrambling uh, for Carolina. It lead to turnovers. I, I think the number's too low, but I don't have either one as the best bet.
3: My best bet is the Panthers plus six and a half. Love getting Teddy as a dog here, even with McCaffrey out. I think Mike Davis can play. There's been a lot of buzz around him. The line hasn't moved off the look ahead of six and a half with Herbert versus Taylor, even with the Chargers almost beating the Chiefs. It tells you, you can't expect, I mean, it, that just seems ridiculous to me. You can't expect consistency from a rookie quarterback. He did some good things last week. I don't think we're going to see that this week. It's going to be a little harder for him, even against a bad defense, which we think is bad. You know, we knew they'd be a problem. That offense is still outgaining, you know, their opponents in yardage. So Carolina is still getting Done. And this is exactly the spot where you fade the Chargers. Chargers are 2-10-1 against the spread as home favorites since the start of 2018. You know, this is where you love to play them. It's a letdown spot. They just missed a win against Kansas City, an overtime game last week. I think they'll be sluggish in this one. And uh, so I love the, the Panthers who are also 0-2 against the spread this season. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that Leonard Fournette touchdown at the end of the game. Tampa needed
2: one first down, and they would have been able to go to the victory formation. Final score, 24-17. Carolina covers without McCaffrey in the second half, but um, I, I agree. Um, R.J.'s right. Uh, Mike Davis is going to be a good running back. Eight receptions last week. He only ran it once because Carolina was throwing the ball over the field, but eight receptions out of the backfield, and I think he's a pretty good running back. He's not Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it is a point drop-off, um, a point and a half, actually, to their entire offense. But I only had two points difference between the two teams going in with Herbert at quarterback. So uh, the highest I can make L.A. at home um, is three and a half with no home field. They never have any home field anyway. But three and a half is about as high as I can make them. You're going to make the Chargers six and a half. They're one of the bottom five teams in the NFL uh, with with the Panthers, but I'll take the six and a half. I've got. I would take the Panthers plus Pete. You like. You don't want to do the Panthers as the best
0: bet.
1: No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll I'll happily take the Panthers as the best bet. In fact, I mean, I don't want to add it post post mortem, so I'll stay away. But I think the Panthers are a great bet. Uh, I bet them apparently at six and a half last night after I got into the red Vino uh, on Wednesday night.
1: Right what? <laughs> what? Wait, wait, <laughs> hey. wait, you're burying the lead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> after tennis, man. I was, uh, you know, what
1: else do you do after you <laughs> in get, bets, into the, yeah. get into the Vino?
0: Yeah, Put some vets in. Uh, I was looking to see if I had the Broncos under. I was like, oh, but the Panthers too, because I think six and a half is just too high. It's Herbert. He's a rookie quarterback. He, Yes, he can do some stuff. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, but the Panthers have playmakers on defense. They'll get after him. I think you can limit what Austin Eckler does. The Chargers aren't going to blow anybody out. That's my thing. They couldn't move the ball well against the Bengals. I think they can uh, – I think the Panthers can keep – That was
1: Tyrod, though.
0: That's fine. They're not going to open it up with Herbert. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Say goodbye to Kenny as he heads off to uh, the sport uh, – to to do some H CBS Sports HQ. Thanks, as always, Kenny. Great stuff. We'll talk my to you next you. week. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the overs can't hit at 60% for the entire season. It just can't happen. Or else poor Kenny's going to be eating beef jerky for. From-
1: <laughs> <laughs> he'll be at the, he'll be at the buffet at one of those Las Vegas hotels begging for yeah, you a squirrel. You hey, anybody got an extra shrimp?
0: <laughs> are Vegas buffets going to come back? Do we think
1: that? they're supposed to be are open? I think wow. they're just doing it. You can't, they're doing it in a different way. I think. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm not a big buffet guy anyways, are you?
0: No, um I I've always been fine with a buffet at like in certain situations.
3: Um, See, my thing is, have you, you gone to like Brazilian steakhouses where they bring the meats around and they serve it yeah, to you? I yeah, think I've like it's that, I think that's kind of how like buffets are going to have to to um you know rejigger yeah. themselves and just kind of bring the food around on cards and the table and you pick it. Then yeah, nobody's it to gonna touch, nobody's
1: there. gonna be able to touch the the spoon anymore. Like right. it'll, be, it'll be
3: like family style. They'll diet. have individual plates that they'll hand you, and so yeah. like you're not actually in, interacting with the food, and mm-hmm. people aren't swapping germs back and forth.
1: Right. I just I'm one of those guys that I go to buffet and I go hey, I don't get my money's worth and I don't know just not it's not my cup of tea
0: I' so you're standing in line everybody. you, you yeah you got three. jockey
1: and people like an idiot with his plate hit you in the back of the, the back while he's moving and yeah it's it's it's, it's also getting... let's put it this way it is the perfect recipe to get into it with some jackass. <laughs> You're looking to fight
2: somebody with a
0: salad dressing. <laughs> that's, that's the spot to do it. Alright, uh, Pete, you got a couple more best bets. Let's get to these games. The Texans at the Steelers. Steelers minus four over under 45. Who you got?
1: Again, I'm going to say this. Boy, what did uh, Bill O'Brien do to the schedule maker? <laughs> My gosh, what a way to open the season. I you mean, remember
0: a, a three-game opener like brutal. this where you have the Chiefs, Ravens, and the Steelers? I mean, that's, that's... It's
1: not just the Chiefs, Ravens, and Steelers. It's the Chiefs in their opener on Thursday night, which makes it even worse. And it's And it's the Ravens the next week, and then it's the Steelers on the road. It's brutal. and I, I just watch this Texans team, and I don't think they're very good. I just don't. And, and not just based off of how they've played the first two weeks. I, don't, What do they do well? Deshaun Watson's good. He's not playing well. Uh, the offensive line's not playing well. They don't rush the passer that well. The secondary's not very good. They don't run the ball that well. What do they do well? They don't do anything well. And that's why I'm taking the Steelers as one of my best bets. It looks fishy, though. This looks really fishy. The number has come down, but you know what? Throw me the hook. I got, I'm biting.
3: Yeah, it's really fishy because the look ahead was, I think, six, six and a half. And yeah. and then Houston loses another game. The Steelers pull out a win, and uh, the line moves toward the Texans. So that kind of tells you that the market or the bookmakers kind of think that the Texans aren't as bad as what Pete is seeing right now. My lean would be to Houston. They lost the games they were supposed to lose. We knew they were going to lose those games. Pittsburgh's 2-0, and but I don't think they've looked that great. I thought they were going to look better over the first two weeks with Ben coming back. The Offense has been a little inconsistent. Defense should, has having trouble stopping Jeff Driscoll last week for some reason. And Houston's one of those 0 and 2 against the spread teams that I keep harping on. So my lean would be to Houston. Uh, I'm definitely not playing the Steelers, but I wanted to get it at six. And since I can't get it at six, I'm, I'm going to stay away.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, I've, I've, I've took the Texans in our picks pool. Um, wouldn't, would it surprise me if the Texans won or lost by 25? Absolutely not. This is a team with a lot of variance. Bill O'Brien seems hell bent on just feeding David Johnson and proving that it was a good trade when. It's already been, pre- I mean, it, it, we could be wrong. It could end up being, it could end up working out because the NFL is weird, but right now it doesn't look like a good trade as everyone predicted. Um, I'll, I'll take the Texans or pass wouldn't play this game. I would maybe lean a
3: little towards the under at 45. I could see a lack of points in this game. I don't love playing Deshaun Watson on unders. I, I would just stay away. I well, might throw one of his 26
1: that he throws every year in this game or two.
3: He's. He's saying that 26
0: touchdowns is not impressive.
1: It's all he's ever thrown.
0: That's his career high. 26 passing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's not enough. He should be doing more. But no, and, and, and in fairness to him, you doesn't have a lot of help.
3: No, <laughs> he doesn't. And, and he's also what, 24, 25?
1: But you, Rogers threw 26 last year, and everybody said he was a bum.
3: Well, we know we know Rogers ceiling. We haven't seen De- uh, uh, Deshaun ceiling yet. I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't.
1: I, I think he needs to pick it up. You got the contract. It's time to pick it up. And this is the week. Show you can go into Pittsburgh and win that game against that defense. And hey,
3: and speaking of that schedule, we said, oh, the first four or five, maybe even six weeks were brutal. Guess who they got coming in week four? Minnesota. That ain't a brutal uh, matchup anymore. No.
1: no.
0: That's true. That's it's a great segue to our next game, actually, Thank because you. the Vikings are hosting the Tennessee Titans, and the Vikings, it's unbelievable that we're here in week three, and the Minnesota Vikings are home dogs to Tennessee Of Tennessee minus two and a half in Minnesota. Obviously, no fans. Over under forty nine and a half. Pete,
1: I watched Tennessee on tape the other day, and that defense is awful, awful. They were Gardner Minshew could have done what he wanted to do when he wanted to, how he wanted to. They're bad. They don't rush the passer that well. Now the Vikings haven't played well. I'm not going to say they have. And Kirk Cousins was awful last week. But you know me. I believe in Kirk Cousins. And this week, I'm a big Kirk Cousins believer. I think they're going to be able to move the football on the Titans. I think desperation sets in here. I really believe that they will find a way to not only cover that number. I think they win this game outright.
3: Well, it wouldn't be that hard. It's two and a half. Uh, Minnesota's another zero and two against a spread team, so that's a trend. You're like, oh, I'm going to play them. Well, Tennessee is somehow also zero and two against a spread, despite a two and zero straight up record. So you can't really play the trend because it's going to be two zero and two against the spread teams. Um, Minnesota D lost another key piece in, in in Anthony Barr. Five and a half yards per carry allowed in 2019 without Barr in the on the defense at 67 snaps overall. Four yards per carry allowed with Barr in the in the you know on the field. So that could be a key piece to where Derrick Henry has the game we thought we, he was. We were going to he was going to have last week with 200 yards and four touchdowns, whatever. So um, I, my lean would be to Tennessee. Cause I could see this being a big Derrick Henry game against a Minnesota team that's struggling, but I'm staying away. I would take Tennessee in
0: the spot as well. And I understand what you're saying, Pete. It's a, we've been harping on and two teams, right. That need to have a big game. I mean, that's, it's sort of unfair to, to point out, but they're not all going to cover. And I just think, I think Minnesota is being treated like they're the Vikings from 2019. Or the Vikings with the expectations of 2020, and I don't think they're that good. I don't think Zillow's well, If willing- they
1: get, if they lose this week, then we know they're not, they're not good. They're going to, if they don't win this week, they're done. They're packing so he- it
3: up. So here's the thing about this line. It's two and a half, right? That's what it was with Denver when, when, uh, Von Miller went out. So this team, the market is equating what Denver was in week one to what Minnesota is now. I think there's still some bottom to fall out for Minnesota. I think they're worse than what we thought Denver was in week one. So, um, I still do, I think you play this game six weeks from now. It could be Tennessee minus four and a half, Tennessee. But minus Tennessee
1: four. could easily be 0 and 2 too. Right. They're not that good.
3: Yeah. They're yeah, that,
0: that w- well, but. Like at least I feel like you know what they are offensively and they but, know I mean, what they are offensively.
1: Well they got a late game drive to go win at Denver against a bad team and, and Jacksonville will we, who knows how but, good they are and then they had a pick late in the game to, to get it to seal that game, otherwise Minshew goes down and at least ties it.
3: Right. The first the first game was all kicking. Like they should have won that game by ten.
1: I agree, but the, the but the reality is you didn't make your kicks. And they were yes. they, they needed a late game drive to go win it. They're not that right. good.
3: I'm saying they outplayed Denver in that game a lot yeah. more than what the score showed.
1: Did they outplay yeah, Jacksonville think- last week?
3: No. Well, Jackson, Jacksonville's-, Jacksonville's going to the playoffs, Pete. Come on.
1: Come on.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, what if, Jack- but what if Jacksonville's offense is just good? I think, I mean, and we're, rec- it's, it's a little tougher to talk. We were rec- rush the
1: passer. This isn't another team that has, despite having clowny, they don't rush the passer that well. They're not a good pass rushing team. Teams that can't rush the pass. Cousins add-
2: might throw 18 times.
1: Like, have to yeah, he'll throw pass. more than that this week. You watch. That's- you think so? Bad last week too. You think
0: they'll open up the offense?
1: Uh, yes, I mean he he got he was terrible last week. I think they're gonna throw it. That's really... why. Who was it that said? One of our buddies. I think it was Nick Costas said he likes um, Kirk cousins, cousins and, and Justin, Justin Jefferson and the Millie
0: Maker. <laughs> yeah, Nick. I don't know where I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if, you, if they hit you and you win the million bucks, you earned it. You ain't gonna. Yeah. You go know them and you can you do all the chalk you want. I like I,
1: I like Cousins though this week. I just don't know if I like them that much.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, all right, Pete, we'll let you go. You got to go do HQ, join Kenny on the, uh, setup I feel there. a
1: good week coming for all of us again. I do too. I think we're, we're on fire. Hot. I think we we're on I, fire. Think we're, I, I think I bet, we're bet there's the not ball. a, I bet there's not a podcast or a show or anything that's been as hot as we've been. How could they No way. Like what are we a combined, what's our combined record? The, the, the...
0: I think you're oh, you asking me or asking D. Yeah. So it's, deep.
1: it's, you're eight and one. I'm, I'm,
0: uh, so 17 and three, 19 and four, and then, uh, 28 and nine. That is, Can you so imagine,
1: good. there's no way that anybody's that good. Now, no a lot way.
3: of those are, craw- are, are, are,
1: I know, but still.
0: Yeah. Still. Yeah.
3: That's, that's pretty good. Some are also yeah, against guys. each other too. Sometimes, some, you know, I, we had one person hit the Rams last week and two missed. So, you that's know, that's right. Back and forth. That's a good point. All right. Uh, Pete. All right. Pleasure see buddy. you guys. See Take yeah.
1: care, man. See ya. All
0: right. Coming up after the break. RJ and I will rip through the rest of the game. Say maybe are the Rams ripe for an upset? And to go to 3-0, we'll let you know. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family.
5: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so RJ and I are going to rip through the rest of the games. By the
0: way, I've noticed on YouTube that people watching it say, hey, put up a screenshot of the best bets or a graphic of the best bets at the end of the show. I don't blame you because I've, I've listened to podcasts where they don't do that, and it is uh, it is frustrating because you're like, I, I can't write all this stuff down during the podcast. So what we're going to do at the end of the show I will verbally recap them, and I will remind you that if you go to Instagram.com/slash Pick Six or Pick Six Pod, excuse me, go find the Pick Six podcast on Instagram. First of all, it's a hilarious account, and the guys crush it. And I'll uh, they people think I do it too, and I'm fine pretending like it's me. Um, second of all, they post all our best bets on that on the on the uh on the Instagram feed, so you can go there and get a visual representation. If for some reason. Uh, we don't have a graphic ready for you. Rams at Bills, RJ. Bills, minus, the Bills are minus two and a half against a Sean McVay team. Sean, Night of the Living Sean matchup here, over under 47. Um you and I are, are in agreement here. I think you watch the Rams and this Sean McVay went back in the offseason and rebooted everything and it's just a good football team.
3: Yeah, and Buffalo, you look at them, they had two easy matchups, and they almost lost one. This is their first real test. The Rams smoked what I thought was a pretty good Eagles defense coming into the year, and they still... They may be still a good defense and it might just be that, uh, McVeigh stole, you know, Schwartz's lunch money and just had the perfect scheme called up. So I'm not ready to put a fork in the Eagles defense yet, but that's, you know, pretty impressive what you see from the Rams. Rams might be able to do that against the Bills depending on their, their health, you know, especially at linebacker where where Miami exposed some issues there. The Rams is a 1 PM Eastern start. Rams coming west to east again. Oh, maybe that's a problem. Well, they have had no problem at 1 PM. They're 5 and 0 straight up and against the spread on the road in that window under McVeigh with golf playing well. The Rams are ranked first in net yards per attempt passing the ball. The Rams also win with the run too. They've sec- had the second most rush attempts through two weeks. They're third in rush yards. The offense is spreading the ball around when it throws it. It's going to be harder for Buffalo to stop. You can't key on one receiver and sick, you know, you could sick Ramsey on uh, digs, but, and that's going to help, but then you still got to contend with Brown and Beasley and all the other guys. Um, so, um, I think the Rams can do that. Um, yeah, you know, I think Ramsey's going to have a decent day against Diggs. And, um, then yeah, good luck chopping Robert Woods in this revenge spot for him against Buffalo.
0: Yeah. I, I think one of the differences between the Dolphins and the Jets and the Rams is Aaron Donald. And another of the differences is, uh, is Jalen Ramsey. I mean, like the, the Dolphins and the Jets suck. They suck. Like I don't think people understand that the Dolphins who played last night and Knowing my luck as we were like the 149 to nothing against the Jaguars. I'll look like an idiot, but the Dolphins and the Jets aren't good football teams. The Jets are by far the worst. They, I would assume they're dead ass last in your power rank.
3: Uh, they're not quite, they're a half point better than Washington, but that's just because I don't make massive moves. You know, I'm not going to be the, the guy that puts the Raiders plus three and a half. Like Kenny has them, you know, I slowly get to that point and build to that point. So I'm, I'm worried about overreacting. So right. I had the jets a little higher than I should have coming into the year. I had them like at minus four and a half, you know, four and a half points, um, worse than an average team. If, if, you, were
0: re- if you were starting your ratings right now, you would have the jets last easily. Yeah, I would have
3: them last. I probably have Washington a point better than than the jets at this point.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, the Jets, I mean, I don't know the Jets in a second, but I mean, I think I think the Bills are really good. I think it's a very good Bills team. They're well coached. They have constructed a very good, cons- a nice, consistent roster. Josh Allen is taking a step forward in his career this year. He is taking the lead. However, the hype train is a bit much for me, and Stephon Diggs, as good as he is, I think Jalen Ramsey can lock him down or at least mitigate the damage that he'll do. I mean, Byron Jones... Uh, suffered a groin injury trying to cover him late and it just did a poor job against him. Uh, there's a much better pass rush here just because of Aaron Donald for the Rams. Brandon Staley's calling a, a fantastic game right now. And Sean McVay's cooking with gas on offense. And I don't think Buffalo, especially if Matt Milano and, and Tremaine Edmonds are out, will be able to slow down what they want to do in terms of motion and the run game. Daryl Henderson, I think, is prime for a nice outing against uh, against the Bills. So I will take the Rams on the road as an underdog as well do you think we can talk pete into giving us i think pete would push back against that don't you
3: probably uh, do you have his his picks on the site up because if he, I do
0: actually i'm glad that you asked that i had that open i was just about to look at it because if he
3: has the rams that, you know oh, you know against the spread and he, throw has, them in he there. has the bills to no one's. Uh, figures
0: yeah um i don't think i think pete is definitely would he would be opposed to that as part of the parlay so let's yeah. I think, I think we pass. That it's is-
3: two vetoes for Pete because he vetoed us on the Chargers.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He loves Herbert and Allen. He doesn't like to bet against his guys. That's the problem. You got to be willing to bet against your guys, you know? Like you can love the Bills and Josh Allen all you want, but if you think the Rams are going to win the game, better than the Rams. Uh, the Lions have speed. He said prior to letting the world know that he's <laughs> betting on the Lions this week as they go to play the Cardinals. Lions plus five and a half. The over-under is 55 in this game. Um, very interesting matchup here. I think everyone will be on the Cardinals, and I think I like the Lions. What's a you?
3: I also would lean the lines. I'm not making it a best bet uh, just with how ugly Detroit is, but I think that's the side of the line you want to be on. 55 also seems like an under to me. We were talking about how these over-unders are inflated. I mean, that's a lot of points. Uh, Arizona looks legit. I'm not going to st- sit here and, and try to tell you the reasons why Arizona is a paper tiger because I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they're a good team. But this line was 3.5 on the look ahead, so it feels like a trap to take them at 5.5. Uh, Detroit's probably going to have their best receiver back for the first time this season. Galladay was practicing earlier in the week. That's going to help with the backdoor potential if they need it. You know, Detroit's down 10. Holiday's in the lineup. It's a lot easier to get a touchdown with Holiday. And Detroit's one of those 0 2 ATS teams that, you know, I've been talking about as a trend. They're going to have to cover some point. Um, you know, 0 2 against the spread teams have been profitable so far. So let's roll with them.
0: Yeah. So I would also point out a couple of things. Um, against the Bears, the Lions sort of won that game. They had that game in hand and just sort of gagged it. And, and that's a problem, certainly. Um, But it's a little bit easier if you're catching five-and-a-half in case you blow a game like that. Right. And uh, against the Packers, they're up 14-3 and just sort of melted down. And Green Bay got hot and then had a pick six and then had a long touchdown run. And it was over before they could even get into it. At- Matthew staver's average depth of target is like six yards shorter without Kenny Galladay in there. It's a totally different offense. Uh, they, 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 oh, were you about to point out that they should have? Well, won I was going to
3: say that the in, the indicator with the Lions is watch the uh, the injury report for their cornerbacks because yes. they were they were destroying the Bears and then you know the, their third cornerback of the game got hurt. Well, I guess Okuda was out before the game, but then um, then uh, Coleman goes out in the first half. Then when True Font goes down, that's when the Bears storm back. So they had cornerback issues going into the Green Bay game, and uh, Green Bay went all you know play through the ball all over him. So if you see Coleman getting healthy or Trufant getting healthy or whatever, and they start to get healthy, that's when you should figure that the lines are going to start turning it around.
0: Yeah. I agree completely. And I would anticipate that this is actually not a Deandre Hopkins game and that the, that the Cardinals try to pound the ball, with uh, Kenyon Drake and maybe even some chase Edmonds and, and just eat up clock. And they're not going to try and be all flashy. I, I don't think anyway, Um, as, as for the, I don't want to, you know, rip on a colleague here, but uh Patrick Peterson didn't exactly contain Terry McLaurin. And don't even I say, Patrick Peterson's a colleague. He's got a brand-new podcast, All Things Covered, with our buddy Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Uh, go check that out. Their first guest. Have you listened to it yet? Well, you're a company man, so you know who the first guest is, right? Of course I do. It is? Tyra Mathayu. That's right. Ty, it, Sorry, I'm going to say it myself. Tyron Mathayu. Is the first guest on All Things Covered. You should go check that out. Um, do you think Pat P played well against Terry McLaurin?
3: I think he had his moments. I mean, they, they dominated that game. So it's not like he had sure. to do too much against, against McLaurin, but you know, McLaurin's a talented player. He's going to get his, but all Patrick Peterson cares about is that win. They're two and oh, they look like a playoff team and you can't criticize them too much for anything.
0: Hey, I picked him to win the West. I'm, I'm here. I hope if the Cardinals fillet the Lions, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to have a win either way, but I sort of feeling a little heat on this Lions pick. Uh, bingles at he bingles at eagles eagles minus four and a half over under 46 and a half. this one this might be the toughest game to pick on the on the entire uh spread today
3: yeah, I mentioned earlier, I'm not buying that Philly's bad just yet. I think the D shows up here after getting embarrassed by the Rams. They have something to prove. Um, you know, going against the rookie quarterback on the road. Um, who's going to be on the road? This line was five and a half. It dropped down to four and a half. Uh, I, you know, I'm obviously going to play the Eagles a lot, lot better when they're four and a half. So my lean is to them. Still not going to put it in as a best bet. I thought the offensive line bounced back last week. They had no sacks allowed against a good defensive front. So this is, you know, after giving up eight the week before. And this is a lot easier matchup here going against this Bengals team, probably without Geno Atkins again, still have issues on the defensive line because the injuries. And in fact, that whole defense is, should be a much easier overall matchup for the Philly offense. Miles Sanders might be able to run, run, run for 200 yards, and it wouldn't surprise me. Then you throw in Philly's another one of those 0-2 ATS teams. It just seems like a great spot for them to win this game and cover the four and a half pretty easily. Okay.
0: Yeah, I. uh
3: I don't know. I
0: don't want to bet against Joe Burrow anymore.
3: He's, he's not going to, you know, go 16 and 0 against the spread or, or, you know, I think that's what he is, right? I mean, he was 2 and 0, right? Cause I think the Chargers were four and they lost by three. Yeah. Or was it three and they lost by four? So he's one and one. I think he's one and one. Yeah. So the line was three and they lost by four. You got fake booze coming from the.
0: I don't know. I think I lean Bengals here. I, this is a stay away from me. I don't, I don't want to take anything on this. I, the Eagles need to get right in a bad way and this is a perfect possible, perfect team to get right against. Uh, Devo, what's your confidence meter on the Eagles winning this week?
4: Well, on Sunday with Breach, I said it was like a seven or an eight. I think throughout the week, I talked myself down and it's like a four or five now and I'm just fearful of that 0 and three start. It's. Come on.
3: I know. And
4: RJ, See, Miles, now, Miles
3: Sanders, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, you know, they don't even need the receivers. They need a quarterback though. And I'm not, I'm not saying
4: Carson Wentz should be replaced. I'm not calling for any of that nonsense. But he needs to play better. He'll be fine. It's been two weeks.
0: There's no question he needs to play better. So you're not worried about it?
4: Five. I mean, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm definitely not super confident as, as I should be against
3: John Breach's Bengals. we knew that Washington front was going to be an issue with their injuries on the, on the offensive line. And that's the one spot where Washington is strong is the defensive line. So we knew that was going to be an issue. And then he just got out schemed by a really good offensive, uh, you know, guru there in Sean McVay in week two. So it sounds like I'm making a bunch of excuses, but there's a reason they're four and a half point favorites in this game, even though they're 0 and 2 and Carson once looks terrible. I, it's because they still got the potential to, you know, be an 8 and 9 win team.
4: Yeah. I appreciate your excuses, RJ. I'll, I'll take them all and, uh, I think Lane Johnson makes a world of difference. You're you're completely right. That offensive line was not an issue whatsoever last week.
3: I'm audition, auditioning for a second role, you know, in my next life as a uh, Philadelphia uh, radio, sports radio host, <laughs> just talking at the Eagles.
4: I don't know. You're not negative enough.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: trying to look at, um, on Establish a Run to see where your Brandon Thorne does the OLDL rankings. I can't find it for some reason. It is. Usually it's up that usually do you you're not right this week because it, it's a, actually if you take his number one mismatches on there, it's actually like a pretty good in like indicator of who might be a good, like, like it's, it tends to, it tends to like, if you pick out the matchups, you can typically do well against a spread like by you because Brandon is very good at, at, at breaking down the OLDLs. deals. And I, I mean, I think he has the Bengals as a bottom five offensive line and that's no surprise. And the the Eagles, they're going to come out angry and maybe they get after Joe Burrow. So you're sort of talking me into that. I think, I think you should be confident, confident, Diva. I think you should be confident. So there you got that, <laughs> that kind of, you got, you got a vote of confidence from your podcast host Jets at Colts Colts minus 11 and a half. The over under for this game is 44. Fun fact, RJ, the number one receiver for the New York football Jets this week will be Braxton Berrios. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you don't like Braxton Berrios? I love Braxton Berrios. I just
0: don't know if I'd want him to be my number one receiver.
3: Yeah, my lean, you know, I think you have a best bet in this and I actually backed that. So if we want to make that the third part of the parlay, I'm okay. I'm also okay with my, uh, my lean in the, or my best bet in the next game if you like that one. Um, but, uh, I would lean to the under here. I would lean to the Jets plus 11 and a half. This line moved four and a half points off the look ahead of Colts minus seven. And I don't think the Jets can't, are bad, but they can't get rolled in every game. I mean, sure, they could be Miami losing 59 10, whatever in the week one and Miami got their stuff together as the year went on. So I still have some questions about this indie offense. They beat up on Minnesota. That doesn't impress me that much. And does this is the biggest line of the year in any game. Does Indianapolis deserve to be the biggest favorite of the year through three weeks with what we've seen from them? I don't think so. Give me the jets. Oh, and two against the spread. It's not a best bet. So it's just a lean. Um, but I think that they're, they're a good bet there with um, 11 and points is too much. Allow me quickly. Well,
0: maybe not quickly, but, uh, I'm going to read the Jets injury report. Jameson Crowder, Connor McGovern, Steve McClendon, Brashad Perryman, Quincy Wilson, Kaitlin Balaj, Makai Beckton, Ashton Davis, George Fant, Nate Harrison, Chris Hogan, LaMichael P. Ryan, Josh Andrews, Joe Flacco,
3: Harvey Lange, Avery Williamson, and Frank Gore. Uh, it, some of those are full practices some are limited to start the week they'll probably play the ones you have to worry about as those didn't didn't practice and there's probably five or six of those two two top receivers crowders obviously the biggest one um, so we'll we'll worry about what happens at receiver but i mean with this jets team going into the season the backups are about as talented as the starters it's not a good team. that's fair, that's fair. it's not a huge problem this is this is the only game you can play in a survivor league right um yeah i mean everybody's going to play it um so yeah If you want to be contrarian, I'm sure you could find something else. I wouldn't mind Cleveland against Washington. Um, you know, and there could be some other spots to play. Uh, but you know, you got to figure everyone's taking this game.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're sort of just moving on to week four or not not moving on. Like if you, if you go contrarian and the, the Jets manage to beat the Colts, look, the
3: Colts have, Phillip Rivers has
0: worse losses than this on his, his resume. Right. The The, Jets are
3: terrible, but I don't think they're going to go 0 and 16.
0: I don't either, and I think that offensive line will come together, and Darnold will play well down the stretch. I don't think they're winning this game though. It's in Indy. The Indy can pound the ball. I think they'll shorten the game. It just can't stop anybody. Right, we'll see. Um, I I would take the. I'm not taking the Colts minus eleven and a half. That's a ridiculous number, but I like the under at forty four. I think that is a that's too high. This is a game that finishes like
3: twenty to fourteen. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm with you on the under. So if you want to parlay it, we can parlay it.
0: Let's do that. I think Pete would get Pete and or Kenny would get down for that. Kenny wants unders. Right. Pete, Pete can't think the Jets are going to like, Adam Gay said they're going to go into like ludicrous speed. What is this? Space balls, bro? Get out of here. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right. So that's the parlay. Cowboys plus five. Something that I'm forgetting. Bucks Broncos under. Thank you. Bucks Broncos under. And the Jets Colts under. I like this. We're zigging. We're going with a dog and two, uh, two unders, but people are going to be looking for these overs after a, a very nice, uh, first two weeks for overs. 49ers at the Giants, final game of the week. And boy, is this a stinker. The 49ers minus four in their second straight game in, uh, Met Life State. By the way, how about the, the Jets injury reports loaded to the gills? I don't know. Maybe stop playing on this turf. Uh, Saquon Barkley got hurt somewhere else, but still. And uh, the 49ers are crippled with injuries. They're going back to play on this MetLife Stadium turf. They're four-point favorites. The over is 41-and-a-half. What do you like here?
3: Yeah, speaking of the unders, I like the, love the under. To bet on this game, 41 and a half. San Fran dealing with a bunch of injuries. Can't trust the Giants versus that D anyway. I don't care how many injuries, Nick Bosa. You can, you can throw the, the first, the top six defensive linemen on the, uh, the San Francisco team out. And I still trust them to get some pressure, uh, you know, against this Giants line. Uh, Mullins was not impressive in relief, relief last week. I know he had to play a lot. For Garoppolo, when Garoppolo's, you know, got hurt in 2018, um, but he did not look great last week to me. I don't want to trust him here, so I can't back the 49ers either. Uh, we'll see what Garrett cooks up with no Saquon, but I'm not that optimistic. You know, we we're not big fans of Jason Garrett on this podcast. You know, he got fired for a reason. So I think Shanahan's going to focus a lot on running the ball and winning a low-scoring game. Doesn't want to to expose himself to too many injuries, shorten the game, get out of there with a win, and uh, it'll be a low-scoring game. So under 41 and a half is a great bet to me. I, I like
0: it. Should we, um, should we throw a fourth game in the parlay?
3: Oh, you're pushing it now.
0: Yes, we are. Diva, what do you think? What's the spirit? What's the
4: stake here? Let's roll with it. I'm not betting it anyway. So let's just go for it. <laughs> I
3: mean, yeah. I well, like these- let's do the fourth game only if you, uh, you guarantee Brinson that you're not going to bet it because that's been our good luck charm.
0: Okay, I will delete this from my ticket right now. <laughs> I was putting it in. Uh, I just think we got good value in these unders and I think these unders can come in and then we just need the Cowboys to stay within five.
4: Will, if that was on your ticket, how much would that pay out?
0: Uh, well, it's just a four game parlay. So 11 to one or so 11 to one. 11? Yeah, I definitely won't bet it.
3: <laughs> if you bet it and we lose, I'm going to be mad.
0: I won't bet it. I won't bet it. Um, I, I think Pete, I, I think Kenny would be all aboard this. With yeah. The we'll I think Pete would too. There's three like slow paced games and the Kyle Shanahan. I honestly think I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Shanahan came into this game and said, we are going to play our backups. We are going to run the ball 75 times. We are going to use up the entire play clock every single time and we're just going to play defense and try and prevent them from scoring 10 points and just just eat up clock and get out of dodge as fast. Like, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're furious that you're playing back on this. Like, you think you're coming in here in 2020 to defend your NFC title, and all of a sudden MetLife Stadium is screwing you because like it's ripping your players' legs apart. Like, I, I would be irate if I'm Kyle Shanahan.
3: Yeah. If you can prove it was the turf, you know, I mean, that's, it's the easiest thing to blame, but they're the team that has gotten the most hurt, you know, in these, these, these long-term injuries from the turf. Uh, three other teams have played in this game and managed to survive. So that's fair.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just saying I, I, I think Kasian will make a, some sort of statement and it will, it will help the under is why I think uh, that will work. So I like the under there as well. All right. Let's take those three unders and let's recap what we've got going on here. So Kenny's. Kenny, after a slow week two, which is three best bets comes out firing. Kenny has the Cowboys plus five, the Raiders plus five, Bucks, Broncos under 43 and a half, Bears plus three, Washington plus seven, and Panthers plus six and a half. That is a very sharp looking, uh, a yeah, lot of unders, a lot of dogs. Pete, eh, not so much. Chiefs Ravens over 54 and a half Packers plus three Packers Saints over 52 and a half Cowboys plus five Steelers minus four and the Vikings plus two and a half. I don't mind those picks either really except the Packers and the Steelers. Uh, do you want to read yours? You want me to RJ? go for it? RJ has the Cowboys plus five. The Chiefs plus three and a half. The Rams plus two and a half. Carolina plus six and a half. New Orleans minus three, San Fran, New York under 41 and a half, and the Patriots
3: minus five. And there was no teaser of the week there. If I was going to tease my top two teams in my teaser column, I just took straight in the, in these picks. It was the uh, Rams tease them up to plus eight and a half and the Chiefs tease them up to plus nine and a half. Uh, Chiefs aren't, that? Chiefs aren't that? getting blown out and the uh, Rams, I don't think you get blown out by the What's, the your, what's, your, what's your teaser record so far? Two
0: and oh. Okay. How does that lose?
3: Uh, the Rams fall flat on their face. Second straight game going to the East Coast, and the Bills are for real, and they put up thirty something points. That'd be the. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I can't see the Chiefs losing by double digits. Thirty
0: to twenty-one, or like thirty, yeah. something like that. It's hard to imagine that happening. NC State K- KC moneyline parlay pays uh, eight to one. If anybody's interested in that. No, no takers. Okay, uh, my best bets are. The Patriots minus five. The – wait, I didn't – these are not my best bets, d Unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, it's okay. I will – hold on. Give me one second. I will tell you what my best bets are. My best bets are Cowboys-Seahawks over. It's up to 56 minus 115. Is it too much? Good luck. It's too much, isn't it?
3: I mean, yeah, 56 for any any overs is, is a lot. I mean, but those offenses are clicking.
0: I mean, I just don't know. I don't think they're slowing anybody down. I think they're just taking shots all over the
3: field. I've
0: taken the over. Screw it. Um, Patriots minus six. Saints minus three. Rams plus two and a half. Pats Broncos under 43 and a half. And the Colts Jets under, which I think is 43 and a 44. half. 44. 44. 44. I like it either number, but obviously you prefer when you're taking under to have the highest possible number. Okay. And our podcast parlay is the Broncos, uh, Broncos, Buccaneers under, the 49ers, Colts, 49ers, Giants under, the Colts, Jets under, and the Cowboys plus five. You parlay those four games together. Do you have any interest in the Cowboys'
3: money line? Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, you know, Seattle's not going to roll through everybody. So if you, if you, if you want to go, if you're feeling frisky, if you want to spend the cash that you
0: made the first two weeks, create a separate smaller unit parlay and use the Cowboys money line. Cause it's two, it's two to one almost. It'll juice up that parlay probably to probably close to 15,
3: 20 to one. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with it in the parlay. I would just, if you like the Cowboys money line, just take the Cowboys money line. You know, I don't want to get crazy with uh, just one team here in this parlay. I highly recommend listening to to RJ, you're making those decisions.
0: Yours truly is uh, quite fond of making quite irrational uh, betting decisions on on game, like in the in the heat of the moment, like uh, ooh, uh, Celtics Cowboys, like uh, ooh, just sticking with this uh, this John Bones fellow in UFC. What could go up? It's already lost, and it's gone, and it's
3: gone. and it's gone,
0: and it's gone. All right, that's the show. Check out the check out the podcast thing on Instagram. Follow RJ White on uh on Twitter at RJ White1. If you want to go to sportsline.com and get RJ's nine picks for one dollar the first month. Use promo code white. Always a pleasure, buddy.
2: Okay,
5: picture this. It's
2: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another
5: weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.